Ms. King. Thank you. Good evening. Today is June 12th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is the appendix to the spiritual experience. And our speaker tonight is Bessie O from Colorado. Thank you, Bessie. Thank you, Sally, for your lead and everyone who's doing service. Um, I felt this amazing calm when I came in and saw all your warm faces and had this feeling um, <clears throat> I, when I was reflecting on spiritual experience, which is what I'm sharing about tonight. Uh, and it's an appendix. It's appendix two in the fourth edition. It was added to the second edition. Um, but I had this feeling when I came in, as I, as I was reflecting and preparing to talk, I was just thinking through um, what it was like. And, and I had this memory of, of when I didn't feel this emptiness and discomfort that I remember from such a young age. And it was when I'm one of nine children. And I remember having this feeling um, of just total peace and relaxation. It was when I was smushed on a couch in the middle of this big pack, you know, of kids. And um, I'm the I'm the second youngest. So, you know, maybe like an arm over my shoulder from an older sibling or something. And um, oh my gosh, I felt that like when I was getting ready to share tonight, you know, um, and oh my gosh. The waterworks are already starting, but it was just like coming into this room, you know, that's what I was always seeking, you know, just that to feel okay inside so that I don't have to eat. I don't have to binge. I don't have to restrict. I don't have to try to be the best or the fastest or the, you know, all of these things. And that's, that's where it started. You know, just, I don't know where it came from. Um, but it was just this inside feeling, um, feeling that like the deep down, I wasn't okay. I felt naughty when I was a girl, I felt like I was so mean to my baby brother. And I was because I did have this discomfort inside that I was trying to ease and maybe attacking him. And I don't know whether I found food or food found me. Um, I knew about alcoholism. I grew up with an alcoholic father who's in recovery. Um, so when I, to my earliest memory, he wasn't drinking, but, but food seemed like this kind of fair game, you know, and I didn't have access to a lot of it, uh, because I was in a big family, very, a lot of emphasis on health. And, um, but I knew at an early age, what I wanted to do with the food was just not okay, you know, and I felt ashamed of that. And, and that was a gateway because I had no idea, like I, I um, certainly everything just escalated, you know, everything, my disease progressed. And um, I don't think I really was able to, or even had the thought of actually going for it until I was a teenager. And that's when I really discovered binging. Um, just the discomfort, um, emptiness, loneliness. Um, and I found food and the worst time was after school. Um, and, uh, and then I discovered exercise bulimia, um, fast forward, you know, trying the, my, 
my whole life, you know, just trying, I've just got to organize this outside so that I feel okay on the inside. Um, and that led to, you know, just like all this pressure trying to be the best in everything. Um, and, and, and then I can't live with showing it on the outside. So that's where, you know, the bulimia, the exercise bulimia took off. Um, I don't think I had a clue why I had this until, um, until I was married. I had two children and I just believed all along that if, you know, the earliest belief was if I wasn't from this big family, I had access to regular food growing up, then I wouldn't go crazy on, you know, just the denial was so intense, you know? Um, but I think I, I don't even remember how old I was, but I, I, um, I had two children. So it was in my early thirties right now, I'm 48. I've been in OA for 10 years. Um, but at that point, I was convinced that it was this career path that I had chosen, which was legitimately rigorous. You know, I worked 24 hour shifts, um, a lot of pressure, board exams, you know, really, really high stakes stuff. Um, you know, threats of litigation and getting, you know, there, there was some legitimately hard stuff, long commutes, crazy hours. You know, I, I wasn't around my kids. But I was convinced that if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't have this issue. So my family, my husband and my two young, very young daughters moved across the country to Colorado. And the deal was, is that I would take some time off. And, and during that time, my eating was more out of control than it had ever been before. I mean, to the, like the binges were, you know, they, they I, I recently were my book club, um, were listening to a book. I was listening to a book on, um, the recorded and the boy in it, he says, um, he says, man, I'd love to do a graphic novel of the big book, you know? So sometimes I think through like my experience and then stories and things in the big book and, um, in graphic novel, you know, and it's not a very pleasant sight, but at the same time, it's like, that was my low, you know, that I, I was in despair. And, and that's when I finally realized that like, is that six minutes? Yes. Yeah. That, um, that something was really wrong, you know, and that, um, it wasn't just, it wasn't just the situation. So I found out about OA, I started coming to OA and I heard and witnessed people's, um, or, you know, what people described as their spiritual experiences. I heard people describing things like, like traumatic things that they walk through in recovery and they didn't go to food. And let's just start with the basics. I heard people saying that they ate three meals a day and nothing in between. And they had bright eyes and bright faces and they were happy. I was like, whoa, I don't think I'll ever have that, but you know, I'll try, you know, and, and so I, and so I came in, um, I, um, I kind of want to transition to talking about the chapter and then I'll get back to my spiritual experience, which is, which is my recovery. But, uh, the, the part of the book that I'm sharing on it's on page 567 and, um, and my understanding. So I heard people in the rooms describing experiences where they, uh, you know, they were going to binge and they just had this, this, this big, strong 
consciousness of a higher power. They experienced relief. They came in and that was it. And, and that has not been my experience in recovery. It hasn't been a straight line. It's been filled with relapse setbacks. Um, I've never left, but I experienced recovery in a way that it, you know, I, I think that part of the spiritual experience is, is just ex- not only accepting, but actually finding delight in whatever is. And, and right now I can honestly say, I am so grateful for my experience. Um, now this chapter, or this appendix was added after the first edition. Um, and it was added because, you know, it says, yet it is true that our first print gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. Um, And earlier on, forgive me, I can't remember who read it, but she read the first reference. So there are three points that I'm aware of anyway, where they want us to specifically focus on and, and refer back to spiritual experience. Because it goes on to describe how, you know, I'll just read later on. Fortunately, it's a really brief segment, but among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Um, quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the differences long before he is himself. Um, so, it, you know, the, this was added to make sure that people understand that it doesn't have to be a spectacular lightning um, like experience. In Bill's story, he describes how suddenly, um, oh, I don't remember the exact wording. I'm a little nervous, so I, I can't find the words, but I think it's like, plaques come off of his eyes or something like that. I know that's not the word, but um, so the first reference to this, this part of the big book is on page 25 or 26. I've got it written down somewhere. So um, the fact is just this and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life toward our fellows and toward God's universe, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. So um, the one thing about experiencing relapse is you learn, well, there are a a number of things, but you learn what does not work. And I remember after a relapse, um, it was pre-2020, which is like a big turning point in my recovery. Um, because I was finally willing to do some things in my recovery that I, that I never was, excuse me, before. Um, but I remember talking to a fellow and I'd gone through something that was very stressful and it seemed like a very good reason to eat. And this person was kind of hinting again that like, Bessie, you don't have, like, if, if your roots are deep enough and a hurricane comes through, you're not going to get taken out by that hurricane. Um, and that's what I think this is saying. It's saying, we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences. Um, and in, in chapter two, I love, uh, or not chapter two, but in step two, we agnostics, you know, one of some of the description is like, it uses language, like we have to search diligently. And, and you know, again, it's like, 
we need something very deep. And I would love to just skirt around talking about spiritual experience, except that we know that we, we have to, and that's what this whole program is built on. You know, there's another area of the big book where it says, you know, we kind of try to just skip over this and it just doesn't work. And so what everybody has in common who has experienced recovery is that they have found this power greater than themselves. Um, uh, the two other places, one was read earlier, it's on page 47, and that's the part in the agnostics. Um, and again, it's like, it's like finding that power, digging deep, um, a wonderfully effective spiritual structure can be built. And then- oh, 12 uh, minute time. 12 minute time. Okay. Um, I'm just going to pause for a moment here because I feel like I'm getting a bit, a bit jumbled, but for this deep and effective, I was thinking when I was driving home tonight about, I, I live in a town, I know there are some other people from Colorado here, but there are a lot of bikes and a lot of bike paths. And, you know, sometimes when there's this shortcut, the, the path gets dug in an area where it's not really supposed to, you know? And so it gets deeper and deeper and, you know, especially I live near a college. So there are all these like little paths. And I felt like with me from such an early stage, it was like feeling emotion, go down this path, food, you know, it's just, it's in that path is it, it's like a, um, Oh, you know, like, it, uh, what are those again? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing very well with uh, being able to think of words tonight, but it is like a deep rut, you know, and it's, it's so well-worn that I just true, you know, that's what, that's what the, um, that's the food, you know, that path is so well-worn. And for me, the spiritual experience is building is, you know, doing the steps. So building that new path, needing other people along the way, come on, Bessie, it's, it's okay. It's okay. We can do this. That's, that's the fellowship. You know, they encourage and inspire, but I actually have to walk down that new path. And in order to, um, in order to be able to do that, I have to do these things, which is building this relationship with my higher powers. So how, how did I do that? How do I do that? Because this is not a one and done thing. Um, you know, I, I go through the steps and I continue to, to follow the steps. And the biggest thing is helping someone else. You know, I repeatedly in program fell into this, Oh, I just don't have time. I don't really want a sponsor. And, um, there's this other part of the big book that I just wanted to bring in because it's such a beautiful example. So Bill and Bob get together in Akron and they're like, holy cow, look what we found. Again, I'm kind of thinking in graphic novels as I'm, I'm talking about this, but you know, when they find alcoholic number three, they say the two friends spoke of their spiritual experience and told him about the course of action they carried out. So it's funny when you actually are focusing on this and spiritual experience and you see it, it's all over in the book. So it's just so important that I'm comfortable talking about it and sharing on it because, you know, that's what enables me to go out and help someone else. And as we know, you know, to stay recovered, we have to put down the food, work through the steps and then help others. And I can't be in a place where I can help others if I don't have the spiritual experience and continue to have it you know, grow in my life. Um, tonight, the nuggets, I don't know if it, I, I, I just, maybe I just had to, I don't know if any of you are basketball fans, but I had to bring him in because like Jokic is this superstar on the Nuggets team. And 
I was kind of thinking about how I could include him in my share tonight too, but you know, he doesn't have one move, you know, he's, he doesn't just get the ball and shoot it. You know, he can shoot it or he can take it or he does like this Euro move and stuff like that. And I feel like for, for this program and for my life, and I, I have to be nimble and just continue to grow. I have to continue to look out for what kind of things are blocking me from God and then what things promote that closeness to God and to reflect on that and to nourish that. And in my life today, you know, my spiritual experience is, you know, having something come up with my husband and feeling irritated about it, you know, to know, and, and then being able to get to a place by using these steps of just being able to think like, I can, I can not only, it's not like just tolerating him doing the right thing, being good, but I can delight in this disturbance as an opportunity. And I don't do this perfectly. And I have lots of practice because I have lots of disturbances, but this is an opportunity where I can go, where I can actually grow closer to my higher power. And as a result of that, you know, I don't have to run around trying to line up my life, trying to make sure everybody and everything, you know, goes in a direction that makes me feel comfortable because I, I have this comfort inside of me that is, it is always available. Um, how much time do I have left? You have about three minutes. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna use the last three minutes. You know, um, there's, I have pages and notes and so many things that I wanted to say, but I think it's just kind of naturally closing. And um, I am really excited to hear what everyone else has to say about spiritual experience. And I'm so grateful to be with you all in this meeting. And um, yeah, I just, um, I just love you all and, and wish, I, I just wish everybody, um, Mm, just peace and serenity and and thank you for being here with me tonight and I pass thank you Bessie for your beautiful share you just glow with recovery thank you thank you for being with us we'll now open the meeting for questions and for three minute shares as this is a big book study sharing and questions should relates specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And I will call the raised hands as I see them in order. And the Zoom host will ask you to unmute. Um, would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker's asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, so I see quite a few hands up already. Perfect. Francesca, go ahead. Thank you, Sally. Thank you for your service and Kaylee and... Um... Oh man, Car oh, everyone's everyone their service. <laughs> I'm Francesca, um, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Bessie. Um, that was so beautiful. I loved how you talked about when you were a kid, um, and just like 
remembering that moment of like feeling like just like smushed with love and that safety and that comfort and kind of like then a big dissonance, then this big gap of like, you know, being really far away from that. Cause I, I just can really relate to just, you know, chasing the food as trying to chase that feeling of being okay inside. And that's what you talked about of like, you know, how can I be okay inside? Um, and I loved when you said, like, if your roots are strong enough, like you're not going to get blown away. Um, and, you know, you said you have this comfort inside of you that's always available um, and that you can delight um, in disturbances. Oh, my gosh, I forgot you said this, but you can delight in disturbances as an opportunity to grow closer to higher power. Like, that's just beautiful. Um, and that you talked about searching diligently, like when you have are looking for the spiritual experience throughout the book, you're going to find it all over. Um, and so that's really powerful um, too. Um, and this example of the basketball player, I love that too. Of like, yeah, it's not just like, there's one way, you know, um, to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just really grateful um, for your share and I'm grateful for you and I'm getting to see um, your journey and just the support that um, you offer um, to so many um, and myself included. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for coming and sharing with us tonight. Um, and I pass. Thank you, Francesca. Kaylee. Hi, everyone. I'm Kaylee. I am a compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor. Bessie, thank you so much for your share tonight. I don't usually take notes when people share. I just kind of listen. But you were saying things that I was really jotting down and some of it has already been said, but just the roots being deep enough. And you know, when I see that image of like a tree and a hurricane, you're going to sway, like there's going to be movement and a bit of calamity. But when there's that depth, you know, to me, that is what the spiritual experience is, is talking about. And that was just such a powerful image for me and then at the end just that I can delight in this disturbance as an opportunity to grow closer to God man I needed to hear that tonight and I love when that happens when there's just something someone says whether it's in a in a share or lead and it just hits home because I have been saying this to my sponsee but I'm not taking it in because I'm looking right now at certain disturbances with my body and health and going back on the self-pity train and the fear train. And that you just like, yeah, just hearing that tonight really landed me and, and helped me come back home to like, oh yes, everything that I struggle with, every challenge is actually bringing me closer to God. Just have to turn on that path, on that road. So thank you. I really needed to hear that. And I'm grateful to be here with you all tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. Robbie? Um, thank you, everyone, for this meeting. And thank you, Bessie. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but Bessie's my sister. And I remember that scene in the picture on the couch and, uh, and getting to see my sister with all of you guys is just amazing. Um, uh, and, and then getting to hear you all reflect 
what you heard is even more amazing. Um, so I, I'm glad it's recorded. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to listen again. Um, and yeah, I think there were so many really good pearls in there and, and, um, yeah, Bessie, just the, the idea of how much that the, the big, how much the spiritual awakening is mentioned and I have to admit, like, it's crazy how removed I can be. I can be so busy. I can be doing my program, but and then I find out that my sister is sharing on spiritual awakening and I have to think, oh, spiritual awakening. What have I had? Spirit? Right. Like, but you've really motivated me to think about that all the time. My spiritual awakening, because that's my recovery. It's so simple. And that's what I have for other people. Um, and, and thank you for doing that for us tonight. Uh, so really awesome share, really awesome meeting with all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. Miss Heidi. Hi, um, Heidi Bolsevedor. Um, thank you, Bessie. Thanks so much for your service. And you said so many great things. Um, you said when you were, you sort of got stuck on like the, the word that you wanted to use for the, um, road that was being carved and then you said deep rut and I just thought that was like such a perfect way to describe it because it's that's exactly what it is for me it's this deep rut that you know I go into um and you know and and then you talked about like um paving that new path with the fellowship and you know and it just made me think about like yeah I you know I start to walk this way and that becomes the you know um that becomes the path that that's getting um sort of better, uh, I don't know, I'm not great with words uh, either, but, <laughs> um, but that's the, you know, that's the one that's, um, you know, getting worn and, um, you know, and the other one starts to get covered up. Um, so I just had that image when you said that. And so I love that. Um, I did just want to ask you um, a little bit about your experience in terms of, um, you know, what your spiritual belief um, or non-belief was when you came in and and, um, you know, some of your uh, practice uh, or some of the things that you have done and, and do to um, get a relationship with a higher power. Oh, thanks, Heidi. Um, I, I was raised, well, family of nine, so I was raised Catholic. And, um, and I, I came during, during around the time that I came to OA, I also came back to the Catholic church and I just embraced it and was like all in, you know, like teaching religious ed and, um, you know, every week and, you know, going to like, just doing every aspect of it. And, um, and it, it's kind of interesting because I just went to an extreme and it was forced and, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that that's wrong or bad, but I guess right now I just feel, um, I feel very open, you know, and I, I still, you know, I don't, you know, for example, like when I get a text from my father and he wants everyone to pray in a particular way, I join in that. Cause I'm like, why not pray with someone who wants to pray for other people? But similarly, I feel like I'm just so interested in, well, I don't, I don't make it sound like I'm so great. I'm making it sound. I'm, I just want to say that I feel open 
and interested in other things. Like my husband and I were, um, we were, we had a lot of time to spoke my teenage daughter was there out of town. And he mentioned, he told this story about, he said, oh, there's one time where I was listening to the Tay, oh, it's a Taoism uh, book or something like that. And um, I was like, I can't believe you listened to that. And we never talked about it. And I know exactly why it was because I shut him down, you know, and there's only one way of doing it. So I don't, I guess my, how do I stay connected? Um, it's with a multitude of things. And I just feel like, kind of like I was trying to describe about like staying nimble, you know, like I, I just am open and interested in a lot of different things. And, um, and that includes the, the faith that I grew up with. Um, but, you know, I, I feel, um, that there are a lot of things that I, I just feel more open to many different things. And I think one of the biggest things is that nightly review. Um, and one thing that, um, that, I think to other people in this meeting do the same thing, but, you know, I mentioned it briefly, just identifying the things that block me from God and then the things that keep me connected. Um, and that has been really, really huge. Um, like, you know, I just realized one this morning, it was like, I guess it's not really a spiritual practice, but the one that I thought of this morning was, um, you know, am I childish and sensitive, you know, and it's not about being perfect. It's just, I, it's just kind of like noting these things. And when I note these things, then I look for them during the day and, and I need God's help, you know, to, um, not overcome them, but to grow, you know? So I don't know if they answered your question, but thanks for asking. Thanks, Heidi and Penny Ann, you're up next. Hi, everybody. I'm Penny, a compulsive reader. Um, thank you so much, Bessie. I, I really, really enjoyed your share. And I too, you know, that delighting in disturbance is a way to get closer to God. Um, never really thought about it that way. So that was really, really helpful. You know, I don't want to have disturbances. I want to be, you know, happy, joyous and free and not have disturbances all the time. And that's just not life. So I like, I really, really liked that. I really related to it. Um, I am just claiming my seat. I've been coming to this meeting for a while and haven't done a lot of talking and a very dear friend said, why don't you talk? So, um, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm a little nervous, but, um, and I am looking for a sponsor. So I just need to put that out there. So thanks everybody. Glad to be here. Thanks, Penny. Mia. Hi, Sally. Hi everybody. Hi. Um, uh, thank you, everybody, for your service. And uh, Bessie, wow, you you have such joy and such um, energy and such calmness about you. It was just really such a pleasure to hear you. I, I've never heard your story before, so thank you. And um, you know, I'm in a place where, you know, I'm I'm, you know, going through the steps again with my sponsor and you know, abstinent and doing all that stuff. And you know, and and it's that whole idea of. Yeah, I'm definitely having a spiritual experience of the educational variety. I did not have a burning bush experience at all. Um, you know, but when I look back through my history, you know, there have been definite evidences of miracles in my life. I just have to be aware of them and be open to them, you know, be be open to the fact that, yeah, stuff is happening and pay attention to it. So um, I really didn't have a lot to share. I just wanted to say thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm really glad to be here. Um, and, 
you know, I, I love this meeting. It's just, it's one of my favorite places to be um, at night when I get the come. And um, thank you all for being here. Thank you for your service. And um, again, Bessie, thank you. Uh, you really touched me. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Mia. Jim, go ahead. Hey everyone, I'm Jim and I'm a food addict. Um, Bessie, thanks so much for your share. I, uh, yeah, related to, or I'm beginning to relate to what you said of like, oh, I don't need to worry so much about external things or needing certain things to make me feel comfortable because there's this inner comfort. And uh, I'm in, kind of struggling with a relationship, a conflict at work. And I feel like in the past, the way I deal with this is like, oh my gosh, this is so annoying. I can't, I have to be anxious until this is solved. And then I just try to solve it really fast. And it's not, for whatever reason, it's not being solved super fast. But there's this, these moments of like, whoa, wait, actually, I think I'm okay. Or like, I think I can accept that this is unresolved and be okay. It's a new feeling and perspective and you uh, highlighting that in your own life is making me reflect on this in a in a new way um so yeah thank you for that i'll pass thanks jim and i hope i pronounced this right is it wiley go ahead did i say your name right uh yes wait okay Yes, and you said it perfect. Um, Bessie, thank you so much. I um, I was walking, so that's why I was muted, but I got to sit down and hear the laugh of it, and so I got to prop it up and see your face, and I I haven't, I've, I've known you my whole life, but I haven't seen your face in a while, and I was like, oh my goodness, like um, Sally said it, you you absolutely glowing with recovery, and um the ease with which you say, like, I, I know, um, I know that you mean what you say. And I think that you just kind of exude it, if that's a word. <laughs> um, I love how you talk about the earthquake and, you know, if your roots are firm, anything can be going on. Um, because I, for one, try and make all these excuses about why, this certain part of my life means that um, I can't be in program or I can't have, I can't be abstinent or um, like I have to do this because. Um, and I remember you told me just a few weeks ago, like in the nicest way, but it was like, you know, this, this isn't, I, I think I was saying, I might've been talking about a spiritual experience, how, like higher power, I just don't feel a connection. I don't, it doesn't feel right. And you were like, this isn't always really a program about feeling good. Um, it's a program about doing good, doing the next right thing. Um, I, my last thing, I had a question because I was talking to you the other day and I want to remember it. You said there's like two things, you realize that there's like two or maybe three lies that you were disease tells you like three main ones um i don't want to put you on the spot but if you have those that would be very helpful thank you 
Um, well, I, I think it's that, um, it's that, um, I know one is that it doesn't work. Program doesn't work. See, program doesn't work. And so that's, that's the, that's the one big lie. And then my mind starts gathering all this evidence. See, look at her. She's, you know, and it's like, like it, it, it's just crazy how that takes off. Um, and I can't remember what the second lies, but it feels like a really big one. Like when you're in relapse, um, program doesn't work. And um, I'm just totally blanking on the other one. But um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like if I don't recommend relapse, but I guess, you know, that um, once we get back, it's like it teaches us a lot about what doesn't work, you know, what doesn't work. I can't remember, but thanks for the question and your share, Wiley. Thanks, Wiley. Okay, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares.